Om Sam Sarasvati Namaha Namaste. This evening on page 51, we're going to begin with name number 101 of the Lakshmi Puja, the thousand names of Lakshmi. And remember, Lakshmi is the goal, and the goal is what you value, and the values are what your wealth is, so that's how Lakshmi became the goddess of wealth, because she is the Lakshmi and the Lakshana. And Lakshana is a definition, and definition of the goal, which is the wealth. I can see how these all work together. Sanskrit is so magnificent, it just builds on each other. Every syllable in the Sandhi, because they're touching each other, they enhance each other. And the closer they get, the more they become one. And it, the, the theory of Sanskrit, of syllables working together, bijas becoming, becoming sabda and sabda becoming mantra, and the mind is taken away by the mantras which are created by the union of the different syllables which have so many levels of meaning according to the union of the letters. Remember, kshara means infinite, and akshar, letter, means limited, a limitation on the infinite. It's not unlimited, is akshar. And that's what a letter is. It's a specific vibration rather than the infinite vibration. So here we have all the vibrations uniting, and here's name number 101, who, she who has no comparison. She who is the supreme energy. She who cures all disease, physical and mental. She who is without stain or imperfection. She who is the great energy. She who supports all without any other support. She, she has no support of her own, but yet she supports all. She who illuminates all. She who is the great measurement of consciousness. She who gives the great bliss. She's really a neat lady to have around. <laughs> a great definition of your goals and your values and your wealth. She who is the supreme discipline. She who has no other refuge. Everyone takes refuge in her and she, Sharanya, Everyone takes refuge in her and she has no other refuge. She is the Sharanya. She is the refuge to all. Uh, she who is the intrinsic nature of all. She who is the, the three kinds of knowledge. Uh, the gross body and the subtle body and the causal body. She who is beyond the Sankhya philosophy. What's beyond Shankhya? Yoga. Huh? Remember the, the six steps of philosophy, or seven if you include Charbaka, and then comes Nyaya, Boisheshika, Shankya, and then comes Yoga, and then comes Purvamimamsha and Uttarimamsha. And after this, she's beyond the Shankya philosophy. That's the Shankya, uh, is the philosophy of discrimination. This is for my transient nature, my prakriti, and this is my purush, and my infinite consciousness. This is the infinite soul, purush, and this is the 
capacity of nature to manifest, prakriti. Remember, before becoming this, prakriti. Well, she, she discriminates for the duality, and this name is beyond the Shankya philosophy. Well, if you have the philosophy of duality, of discriminating what is transient and what is transcendental, then what is beyond that is, what is union? There's only one! She's beyond the Shankya philosophy. She who delights all, and she especially delights the pundits who get to decipher all of these names. <laughs> I mean, it's really fun to go through the intellectual exercise of discriminating. What did they really want to communicate to us? Here's these rishi sitting on a mountaintop thousands of years ago, and they're, they're making puja every day, and they're, they're just thinking about ways to describe this eternal essence, which is neti neti, neti neti nanda, and they, this, this eternal essence, which is both duality and non-duality, she's laksha alaksha, and sarva that. She, she defined the individual phenomena of all creation, even though she's in duality and beyond duality. Now, here are all these rishis, just like it said in the Shiva Sankalpa Stotram. It said, hey, we are reciting these verses because we know that in the Kali Yuga, in about 5,000 years or more, uh, Swami and Mami and a whole group of devotees are going to come and sit in the Devi Money and contemplate this knowledge, and this is going to be good stuff for them to know. And that's why we're writing these verses. So that in 5,000 or 10,000 years, when all these devotees come, there's going to be one Swami and one Mami who stumble upon these verses, and they'll translate them for everybody, and they'll say, Hey, look what we were thinking about. Ways to worship in which worship becomes a way of life. Not a prayer to get stuff, but it just becomes a way. Everything we do is a prayer. Uh, so, she who delights all, especially the people who understand this stuff, is really exciting. I mean, to have such a vision and to have such a path, to have these tools in our tool chest, empowers us to do so many things with efficiency and focus and with sincerity and, and an intensity of reality. She who is the friend of the soul. I mean, think about the meanings of these names of the goddess. She is the friend of the soul. Who's your soul's best friend? God. Srima. She who is eternally pure. She who is without idea or beyond all ideas, she's nirakar, she's beyond anything you can think. She whose consciousness is comfortable. Wow. Yeah, she's, she's comfortable in her own consciousness. She doesn't think to escape from it. She doesn't think to obliterate it. She doesn't think to run away from it. She doesn't seek liberation because she's not bound. She's comfortable in her own space, illuminating the world. <laughs> she who is always at peace. She who has no waves. 
<laughs> she doesn't make waves. <laughs> She's just cool. Just comfortable. No, doesn't make waves. No hassle. Uh, no stress. Don't worry. Be happy. <laughs> she who has no separation. How can she have separation when she is all? <laughs> she doesn't make division. She unites. She who is all distinctions. Uh, so every she, she she is the distinction of every individual phenomena, but she is all those distinctions. These unity of all distinction. She who is beyond measurement. She who is the soul beyond all rules. Uh, what a need does she have for rules? Rules are to keep people within their boundaries. She has no boundaries. She, her behavior is naturally in harmony with all the universe. So why does she need a rule? Rules are for people who are seeking something extra for me, not for someone who's thinking for the upliftment of all. So she has, she, her soul is beyond all rules. She who cannot be known, no, she can only, she could be realized, but she cannot be known. She's not a phenomenon. She's beyond all manifestation. You can only know things. She's not a thing. She uh, who purifies all, she who has no desire, she who has all flavors and tastes and belongs to all tribes, castes, and colors, and uh, colors, tribes, castes, separate. She is one with everybody. She who cannot be divided. She who defines all. Wow, very nice. She who can, who no one can order. Ah, you don't give the divine mother orders. You can try, but you're doomed. <laughs> As soon as you say she's the Divine Mother, then she gives the orders. Even if they change with a frequency that's unconscionable, she, no one can order her. She who is beyond measurement, she who never changes, she who defines the three, all the threes. A-U-M-A, Aim-Rim-Clean, Sristi-Sniti-Loy, Creation, Preservation, Transformation, uh, Earth, the Atmosphere, and the Heavens, the Gross Body, the Subtle Body, the Cause. She defines three. And you can define that three any way you want to. At the moment you want to define it. Of course, she's there too, in that definition as well. She who is beyond fear, she who is the intrinsic nature of women. <laughs> and in our Chandi it says, All women in the world reflect her nature entirely. So she is the intrinsic nature of women. And all women reflect her intrinsic nature. Ladies, please remember that. <laughs> Carry yourself like a divine mother. She who cannot be divided again, 
She who creates the world of truth and untruth. Remember Jagat Satya, Jagat Mitya, Brahma Satya, Jagat Mita. The, the world of truth is the supreme divinity, the illumination of consciousness, which is always the same. And the untruth is that which is always changing the transient nature of manifested existence. And she creates it all. She who is not perceived through the senses, she who cannot be apprehended, uh, chase her till you ca she catches you. <laughs> Try and apprehend her. Doomed to failure. She who is beyond all tools. Uh, she who carries all tools. She who has the divine tool chest. <laughs> she does everything. And she's got all the tools she needs to do to make this creation any way she wants it. She who is the divine image within the heart. Everybody, just close your eyes one moment and look into your heart and see the divine image, and that's her. Whatever divine image you see in your heart, that's the darshana, the divine mother. She who is the great divine image, she who cannot be divided again, she, there's a lot of names that don't admit of division. They, the only multiplication. He doesn't do division. <laughs> Not our mother. Uh, she who is hidden within the universe. She's the soul within all. In every aspect of creation, she is hidden away. You've got to unlock the secret. She who always increases. She whose body is immortal. Uh, uh, man after man may leave his body, but the idea of man will always live on. She's immortal. She resides in the body of all manifested existence. She who is without death, of course she can't die if she's immortal. She who unites the three worlds. She who is beyond explanation. Although we talk a lot, we never explain her. Uh, we say a lot of things and try to talk about her, around her, above her and below, but we never explain who she is. Sorry you're wasting your time. <laughs> she who is the milk of the nectar of immortal bliss. She who is seated on the back of her carrier, and you remember she rides on the lion, and, and she, she sits on the back of her lion. And the lion represents Dharma. Why and the, lion? Why not owl? Why not an owl? Oh yeah, owl. that's right. She she sits on an owl, the old wise one. <laughs> Making cuckoo eyes at Mama. She who is the delight of her family. She whose praises cannot be sung. We can try. She who has attained perfection in the synthesis of all knowledge. She's a tantric. She synthesizes all knowledge. She weaves it together like the warp and the wolf of a cloth. Tantra Siddhaya. Oh, great minds seldom disagree. She is the attainment of her perfection, the Siddhi of Tantra, of the synthesis of all knowledge. She who has attained the perfection of union, she who is the supreme goddess beyond death. She who is the daughter of the universe. 
She was the offering of respect. Ladies, please remember your names and remember your true nature. I promise you, if you are true to your nature, all the boys will have no alternative than to fall into line. It, it's true. Shami, <laughs> you, you will see who is the friend of respect. Why not see him? Uh, see, uh, why not what? See. Uh, because, uh, what, what number is that? Oh, here it is at 161. Uh, Tarpayanti. Tarpan. Uh, she is the Tarpan, the, the offering of respect that we give to gurus, ancestors, uh, to devas, devas tarpayami, rishings tarpayami, pitrings tarpayami, gurus tarpayami, parangurus tarpayami, she's the offering of respect, paraparo gurus tarpayami, paramishti gurus tarpayami. She's the offering of respect when I do my, with, I remember with the highest appreciation, the highest respect. She's not just Shri, not the, only the peace in the mind and the peace in the heart and the giving of respect, but she's also the tarpan, the offering with respect. Okay? Uh, she who is always delighted, Nitya Tripti. <laughs> she's always Tripti. Uh, she who is the great medicine, she who is all words, ah, oh, that I vindicated. <laughs> she who communicates all words, she who knows all action, she who is the definition of all action, she who is the three times past, present, and future, she who resides in the three worlds. She whose womb gives birth to the gross body, the subtle body, and the causal body. She she's a Hiranyagarbha. What did I use for that? Burbuaswar Ayoni Jayagi. She Burbuaswa. The earth, the atmosphere, the heavens, the gross body, the subtle body, the causal body. Yoni Jai. She gives birth from her womb. To the gross body, subtle body, and causal body. She who accepts nothing for herself. <laughs> oh, perfect explanation of Srima. She who causes others to renounce. Perfect reflection of Swamiji. Had no choice. <laughs> she who is called infinitely. Yeah, we're all calling her all the time. She who allows all to rest except the wicked. No rest for the wicked. You got a lot of price, Chip. You got a lot of sins to be absolved from. Get up early and go to bed late and don't rest. Uh, she who is a lotus in the atmosphere and also in the ether. Vyoma is also the ether, which is in the atmosphere, which is the lotus, and the lotus is peace, and so the peace, is the, the peace resides in the space, and the peace resides in the space with the inside. The lotus and the atmosphere. Very nice. Uh, she who is far from all action, she who fulfills all desires, she who is the great supreme goddess, she who is the excellence of speech. Boy, you find that in Sanskrit. 
I mean, Sanskrit is so efficient and so exact and such a precise language. You can go, everybody, every language has its own nuance. I remember my friend who said, I make love in French, I sing in Italian, I give orders in German, and I do business in English. And just like the Eskimos have 24 words for the name of snow, for us it's all cold stuff. Uh, but in the same way, Sanskrit has this vocabulary for the subtleties of spiritual experience. You can't replicate in any other language. So she who is the excellence of speech, and every one of the languages has its own excellence, its own nuance, its own vibration, its own bhava, the demonstrative, the character, the intrinsic nature of that people who speak that language. What is their primary engagement? What's their primary occupation? Where are they dealing with snow all day long? <laughs> they got 24 words for snow? Uh, or, I mean, you know, I open up the freezer and pull out an ice cube and I say, ice or snow. <laughs> I don't know the difference. It's hard snow, it's soft snow. Uh, in, the, in the same way, they, you've got subtleties of expression in Sanskrit, and she's got the excellence of language. All the languages have their own field of excellence. She who is all vibrations, she who tells the truth, she who drinks all, she's quite a big drinker, she who sticks to the goal, ah, she defines the goal, she defines the path, she sticks to the goal, ah, she fulfills her sankalpa with total reliability. Total predictability. She who is all criteria. She who is the oldest in the world. Jagat <laughs> Jeshtaya. Ah, she's the oldest in the perceivable world in the manifested existence. She who invites all auspiciousness. And it could be all purity. And it could be all light. Shuba. Ah. She who establishes the perceivable universe. She who is the wife of the perceivable world. Uh, she who illuminates all secrets. <laughs> Don't think you'll get away with it. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> there is no place to hide. You might as well come clean in the beginning. <laughs> She's going to illuminate all the secrets. Don't think you're going to get away with it. <laughs> She who is the capacity of the soul to unite in action. She who is the image of divinity. She who resides within the heart. She who is the great organizer. She who is the supreme divinity. She who was the first to be born. She, Sarvas Adya Mahalakshmi, Triguna Parameshwari. She who is first and foremost was Mahalakshmi. She who is the supreme seeker of truth. She who is the discipline of the perceivable world. She within whom all souls reside. It's All Souls Day. She is the soul of all the souls. She is the Paramatma when we are a Jiva. So we are the Vyakti, the individual, and she is the supreme, the collection of all of us. 
She who is the intrinsic nature of equality, she who contains all, cri all the criteria, she who is equal in all changes, she whose age is always the same, if she's unborn and eternal, then how old is she? Her age is always the same. She's timeless. Oh. She who banishes ignorance, please. She who holds the ether as her flag. Oh. She who is equal in all effort. She who is equal in stillness. And she's, a, she's equal and in equilibrium in stillness. She's impure, samyavashta, the circumstance of complete equilibrium in still. She who gives boons, she who is the intrinsic nature of desire, and she who evaluates all criteria equally, she who is infinite, she who is equal in all elements, she who is eternal, she who has great patience. She who is true to her vow, she who gives birth to the earth, she who is the supreme goddess of all, she who is the mother of the perceivable universe, the mother of the perceivable world, she who is the thread of all explanation, or she explains all the threads. The threads bind the malas together. So all the individuals in creation are bound. They're all on the string of consciousness, which come, it binds every atom to every other atom and makes this mala of existence, which is the ornament of the gods. She is the mother of the five elements. She who has all fame, she who is the great desire, she who is the daughter of the light, she who is foremost, she who illuminates all, she who is all nourishment, she who supports many disciplines, she who knows all, she who is celebrated in meritorious song. Uh, that's when you sing on key. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> But some people sing on key and they sing in harmony and they have a meritorious song and then they celebrate the Divine Mother. She within whom all elements take refuge. She who has controlled the senses. She who has no sorrow. She who comes with her friends. She who has the capacity to express supreme divinity. She who gives birth to merit. She whose desire is truth. She whose every idea is pure intuitive vision. She from whose golden womb is existence is born. Here on Yagarbo, she gives birth from the golden womb to all manifested existence. She who is serious. <coughs> she who is the evening. Goldul. Uh, Goduli is the evening. It's the time when the cows go home and they make dust. The duel is the dust from the go from the cows. And as they walk home, they kick up the dust. And the time of kicking up the dust is called evening. Uh, she whose seat is upon a lotus. She who has conquered anger. 
She never hits anybody. She who shines like the full moon, she who is always victorious, she who creates in the mind. She who is the highest goal of wealth. She who gives the effects of blessing. She who is the highest goal in the kingdom. She who is the great true existence. She who is the highest goal of victory. She who is the illumination of the great desire. Om Sam Saraswati Namaha. Namaste. Let's see if there are any questions about the first 250 names or about anything pertaining to Lakshmi or any gossip you want to do in general. General gossips at your service. Please. We have a question from Sharanya in Walnut Creek. Namaste Sharanya, we all take Sharan and your Sharanya. Pranam. Can you please elaborate on she who is beyond all desire, verse 128? Yes. Doesn't goal, does goal setting involve some sort of desire that you want to achieve? Please help me understand. If I want to achieve union with her and she is beyond all desire, then my only desire is to achieve a desirelessness. So I'm striving my desire is to end all the other desires, sure. I want to take refuge in her and her alone. No other thing added to me from the world of humanity is going to make my life any more blissful than being one with her and being free from all desires. Now, I agree with you, Icha, Kriya, Gyan, Shakti are inherent in the three gunas. That means the energy of desire, the energy of uh, action, and the energy of wisdom are inherent. They're equally present in all gunas. As long as we have manifested creation, we have a will to exist. You have a law of self-preservation which says, I want to remain a human being. I want to remain in my body as long as I can until I attain oneness with you. And then I become free from all desire. I don't even want this body because my journey's complete. What do I need the car for? I only need the vehicle so long as I'm making the journey. But when I achieve that immortal union, that timeless union with she who is beyond time, with she who is eternal, with she who is immortal, then what do I desire? I've got it all. She's got the whole world in her hands. What more do you want? If you have her, then what do you need with any Tom, Dick, or Harry? Doesn't matter. She is the desire which will end all the other desires. And that is the state of desirelessness. Please. We have a question from Ambika. Namaste Ambika, Namaste Sham. Name 156, we can, it says, her, she whose praises cannot be sung. Is, if we cannot sing her praises, then how are we doing all this worship? Aren't we singing her praises all the time when we are chanting, doing puja, and doing our best to emulate her? No, no, no. We're trying to sing her praises. But what does it really mean to sing her praises? What does it really mean to bow down? 
What does it really mean to demonstrate the sincerity of our respect? I believe it means there's no I. So I can't sing her praise. Her praise is being sung by her and she's using this mouth as her vehicle. That's possible, but I can't do it. If I'm there, then I'm not totally surrendered, nor am I totally uh, submerged and totally focused in attentiveness to her. I haven't really bowed down until I don't exist. And that's the, the goal. That's the luxe. That's the definition of the highest goal is I don't need to be here. You're here. What do you need with me? If I love you so much that I'm not here, that only you are here, then I've sung her praises. But I don't think too many of us, when we read these thousand names, too many of us don't reach that state of surrender, of self-abnegation, where I don't exist. Only you exist. You are the true reality of this perceivable universe. I am a fleeting fantasy, a dream that came in your mind. Yes, please. We have a question from Laura in Vermont. Namaste, Laura in Vermont. Namaste. One name is she who is the nectar of immortal bliss, and yet a later name is she who destroys the nectar of immortal bliss. Yep. Is there a backstory explaining this? No, oh, there are so many. Is it, wait, isn't immortal bliss what we all long for? If we, had this, if we had this nectar, would we not seek God? No, you'd be one with God. Anybody who drinks the nectar of immortal bliss, and the nectar of immortal bliss is pure devotion, it's the nectar of pure devotion, and that gives you the immortal bliss. And when you drink that pure devotion, you make that pure devotion, you squeeze out, you press out that somros. You make the, the nectar of immortal bliss, and you drink it, you consume it, you are consumed by it. So therefore, she doesn't, she destroys it in the, by consuming it. Because once you become one with her and totally surrender to her, what more do you need with the drinking of the immortal bliss? She just drank it all. So now it's consumed. She, she is the immortal bliss. She gives the immortal bliss. She makes the immortal bliss. She drinks the immortal bliss. And then she consumes it and destroys it and it's over. There is no more immortal bliss. There's only her. There's no more duality. And in the, in the dissolution of all duality is the destruction of immortal bliss, the nectar of immortal bliss. All there is is immortal bliss. It's no longer a, a, an object which you can drink. There's no a drinker. There's no drink. There's no uh, attainment to be attained. It's all full, complete, and perfect. Yes, please. We have a related question from Ambika. Namaste, Ambika. If we want to get to the point of surrender where we no longer exist and only she exists, are we still in a state where we are functioning in the world 
or is it another way of describing being in samadhi? It's another way of describing being in samadhi. No, we're not in a state of, of fu functioning in the world when we're sitting in samadhi. However, there's a kulachar, the behavior of excellence. You maintain the same bhavana, you maintain the same attitude, but the attitude is slightly different than there is only one you in the universe. The attitude is, look at the privilege that I receive by getting to serve you with love and efficiency and gentility. And I don't want to make any mistakes because it's your work and you're going to get the fruits of my karma and I'm going to give you the very best I can. This is an offering to you. Whatever I'm doing, whether I'm chopping wood or washing dishes or carrying water or, or accounting for real estate transactions, whatever I'm doing, I am doing with the greatest degree of efficiency of which I'm capable because I love you. And I want you to have the best. I want you to have the very best that I can do. I want it to be satyam shivam sundaram. I want it to be pure and true and beautiful and clean and clear and efficient with no margin of error, not one iota. And that's how much I love you. That's what my karma wants to say. This action is a prayer to you. It's an offering to you. Tarpayanti. So it, it, all of my actions are a little bit different from sitting in the bliss of samadhi. Because in my action, there is an actor and there is an acted upon and there's a recipient of the activity and there is a, an efficiency and I've got to move this paper to this side and that paper to this side and I just shuffle the papers all day long. Hello? I shuffle things. But if I can, I, I can maintain my center and come back to that same place where I see the eternal soul within me and I feel the bliss and the clarity and the sense of privilege, the sense of opportunity to show you how much I love you. Not just say, I love you, I love you, I love you, but just show you how much I love you by chopping wood and carrying water, by serving in the market or by serving on the computer or, or climbing the mountain or washing the dish. Whatever I do is just the opportunity to say, Mom, Thank you for the privilege of allowing me to love you. That's a little different from samadhi. In samadhi, I'm not there. Only you are. Yes, please. We have a question from Sadatmananda. Namaste, Sadatmananda. Namaste. One of her names is she who supports many disciplines. What does this mean? Does it have anything to do with the union of many disciplines within our tradition? Well, it certainly has to do with the disciplines of our tradition and with many traditions, but also look at your own life, Sadatmananda, all the things that you do. You are a Brahmin in your head and a Kshatri in your arms, a Vaishya in your thighs and a Shudra in your feet. And you think like a Brahmin, you administrate like a Kshatriya, you distribute goods and services like a Vaishya, and you serve like a Shudra. You are Purush, full, complete, and perfect, holy, integrated, holistic human being. 
And you have many disciplines in your life. You are a son, and you are a brother, and you are a student, and you are a sadhu, and you are a, a, a servant, and you are a computer man, and you are... A, how many different ways do you use, how many different disciplines do you use to demonstrate the sincerity of your love to the Divine Mother? And she harmonizes all of those disciplines into one you, one Sadatmananda, who is the true and perfect soul, the bliss of truth of the soul, the Sadatmananda, the, 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 the Satatma Ananda. And she makes you one human being by harmonizing all the various disciplines that you perform. You are the son to your parents and you will become the parent to your sons and you are the friend to your friend and you are the disciple to your guru. You will become the guru to your disciples. You have so many disciplines. Forget with the program, Sadatmananda. <laughs> she who harmonizes, she who defines, she who empowers all the various disciplines, including the fact that you can chant in Sanskrit or chant in English or chant in, in Latin or chant in Hebrew or chant in any language you want. Who cares about that? that that's not important. The fact that you do worship is important, not how you do your worship. The sincerity with which you worship is important, not exactly the, technical, the technicals of how you worship. Yes, please. We have a question from Swarupananda. Namaste, Swarup. Pranam, name 182 is she who drinks all. What does this mean? Is this her drinking our devotion? It's her drinking our devotion, and she's also the Vishpamuk. She's the mouth of the universe. Hey, God of fire. You are the mouth of all the gods. We're, you're accepting everything we offer to you. You are the mouth of the universe. You consume all karma. You consume all creation. You consume certainly our devotion, but you're going to get the rest too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, she's also the mother who, 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 from whom nothing can be hidden. You're going to get it all, Mom. <laughs> Whether we offered it or not, you're going to get it. <laughs> Mark my words. You're going to get it. So knowing that, we want to offer her the very best that we can because she's going to get the rest as well. I want something to compensate for all the stuff I didn't really want her to have, but she got it anyway. Just because I have a lapse of discrimination. So Swarup, it's not just the, uh, the devotion that she consumes, but she gets it. All, everything, everything you offer, whether you want her to have it or not, you did it, you put it out there, there, Cree, pa, do, get. And what you do is what you get. You're going to enjoy the fruit of your karma, whether you like it or not. You're going to get it. Oh boy, are you going to get it. That's good. If you know that and remember that, then you do the right karma so you get the right fruit. 
But if you're a little bit lax and you do stupid things, well, you get the fruit of stupid karma. Sorry. You made the bed, you sleep in it. <laughs> yes, please. We have a question from Reka in Sacramento. Namaste, Reka man. Namaste, Tridipa. Namaste. Can you please explain names 142 and 143? She who is beyond all tools and she who carries all tools? Well, the craftsman is, is beyond all the tools. So uh, she's, she, she gets to use the tools as she wants. Now remember, the tools are your yantra, is your tool. How you understand what it is that you're trying to do. And she carries all tools. Well, who carries the toolbox? The craftsman. I am the tool, you are the craftsman. I am the car, you are the driver. I am the house, you are the master. Come and fix my plumbing. She's, she's beyond all tools. She carries all tools. She is the tool by which to free ourselves from all the all the things that need to be fixed around the house. <laughs> we have a question from Nanda in San Jose. Namaste, Nandama! Namaste. Just like we have Joytir Lingams and Shakti Peets for the special worship of Shiva and Shakti respectively, are there any special places for the worship of Lakshmi aside from the Devi Mandir? Oh, yes! Every sadhu worships Mahalakshmi as soon as they take a sankalp. As soon as they define what it is they want to do, and what's the goal, and what's the purpose, and how are they going to do, what's the process, they take the sankalpa, they are worshipping Lakshmi. As soon. And then there are other places. Kolhapur is very famous for Lakshmi. Mahalakshmi Mandir in, in Mumbai is extremely famous for Lakshmi. Vaishnav Devi is extremely famous for Chandi. But Sarabhas Adya Mahalakshmi. And Mahalakshmi is the first and foremost of the three goddesses which is there in Vaishnav Devi. Uh, Mahalakshmi gets around. She's in many, many places. Uh, when we go through chapter 10 of the Devi Gita, it's going to say, ask, you know, you've mentioned so many neat places where you know, worship the Divine Mother. Give us some more names. And she gives us some more names. So uh, I'll recommend that you could take a sneak peek of that right now, uh, chapter 10 of the Devi Gita. We have a question from Bill in Pennsylvania. Namaste, Bill! Namaste. Is Lakshmi even harder to approach than Durga? No. No, no, no. You can't approach Durga without worshipping Lakshmi. How do you re free yourself from all difficulties without knowing your goal? You must have a definition and a clear understanding of what it is you're trying to accomplish before you even approach Durga. How can she take away the Durgam? Unless you know the, what part of the Durgam you want to get rid of. You've got to define it, you've got to decide it, you've got to understand it and appreciate it, and then you can sit down and say, Vishnu Om Tat Sat, and presently, on the planet Earth, this Swami Sadhu Baba is sitting here worshipping for the purpose of... You just worship Lakshmi. 
every time you take a sankalpa, whether you do it in your classroom, whether you do it in your office, whether you do it in your computer, or whether you do it with a pick and shovel in your hands, you worship Lakshmi as soon as you sit down and pick up the tool and say, what am I going to do today? What's my goal? What do I have to accomplish today? How deep do I have to dig this hole? How, what am I going to teach my students today? What, kind of, what am I going to put on the shelves of my market? What am I going to type in my computer? As soon as I ask that question, I am doing Lakshmi's puja. That's why she is first and foremost, Sarabhas Adya Mahalakshmi. You can't worship Durga without paying homage to Lakshmi. So Bill, uh, we're looking forward to your coming to the Devi Mandir and worshiping Lakshmi with us. He is? Yes. We have a question from Julia. Namaste, Julia Ma! Namaste. Can you please tell us more about Lakshmi's vehicle, the owl? The owl, of course, he sees in the dark, and he sleeps in the day, and he can illuminate the darkness. And, uh, he, he, remember the, the verse of the Bhagavad Gita, what is day to the, to the humanity is night to the sadhus, to the rishis. And what is night to the rishis is, is, is day to the, to, to the humanity. So the, the rishis can illuminate, are there are a light in the darkness, just like the owl. And they are filled with wisdom and filled with the, the prayer for, for peace in the darkness. And the, they bring equilibrium and light, illumination to our inner light when the rest of humanity is in darkness of ignorance and attachment, then the rishis are blessed by the owl, and she, she, that owl gives us wisdom and illumination and tranquility and peace. And the owl is an uh, enemy to none. She just sits in the tree and sees. Mm -hmm. She is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember the, the, the allegory from the Rig Veda, two birds sitting in the tree, one is pecking at the fruits while the other sits and watches. Now think, what kind of bird do you want to be? Oh, bird mind, you just sit there still, sit there still, and sing the name of God. <laughs> what kind of bird do you want to be? You want to be busy pecking at all the fruits? I want to taste that one, I want to taste that one, I want to, let's go to the mall, see how much trouble we can get into. Uh, or do you want to just sit there still and sing the name of God? And that's sort of what the owl represents to us, Julia. He, he just sits there still, illuminating the light in the darkness. Now he beautiful. <laughs> Mother, every time I go to the mall, I get mauled. <laughs> there is nothing more mauling than going to the mall. <laughs> We have a question from Moshami in Boulder. Namaste Moshami Man, Namaste Siddharth. Pranam, verse or name 126 says, she who cannot be known. 
What does this imply? Won't she reveal herself even after intense tapasya? Well, she will reveal herself, but that's not knowledge. That constitutes a priori experience. You know her, you know her through intuition. She is not boshtu. She is not a thing. She is not something that you can know. There is no reportable fact that anybody has reported about her. They said, niti, niti, just ask Nanda. They said, niti, niti, she is not this and she is not that. But they never said what she is. They only felt in their hearts the intensity, the bhavana, the, the intensity of the absorption and the focus and the reality of love where I don't exist. Can you tell me what that is? She's not bostu. She's not a reportable fact. She's not a thing. She is the essence of all things. So Moshami, we, we can't know her who is beyond all knowledge. She can only be experienced through your heart, through your intuition, through your consciousness. She feels consciousness with illumination and that's how you understand who she is, but you never can know her. I, she's unknowable. How can you claim to have knowledge of the fact that I have measured the extent, the expanse of infinity? I can't presume to have measured the expanse of infinity and quantify it and put it into words so I could explain it to someone else who's never measured the expanse of infinity? I have no such audacity. I have no such capacity. I know I can't measure the infinite. And I just treasure every moment, every kalkasht, every shun that she allows us to be in her presence. That I can cherish, but I can't know her. Neither can I claim to know her. <laughs> I, can, I, I, I remember a, 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 a Ramakrishna, Padma Lochan went to Ramakrishna and he said, oh, 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 tell me about the, 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 the fullness of the experience of God. And Ramakrishna said, I can't tell you about the experience of God. Neither my parents, nor their parents, nor my forefathers, nor their forefathers has ever seen Shiva. How can I tell you what is Shiva? What is Kali? I can experience it myself. She's in my heart. But how can I explain what's in my heart to anybody else? It does not constitute knowledge. It constitutes experience. It's intuitive experience. It's not boshtu, it's not an, an incremental fact, it's not quantifiable. So, therefore, she is beyond knowledge. We have a question from Ryan in San Jose. Namaste, Ryan! Namaste. How were the Lakshmi and other Gayatri mantras for deities discovered? All mantras are products of realization they are discovered through kripa. You do the sadhana and you get the grace. So remember Vishwamitra was doing intense tapasya and said, I want 
all three goddesses to come to give me the wisdom of the harmony of the three. And Mahal, Kali Mahalachmi Mahasaraswati were sitting up in heaven and looking down and said, I'm not going down there. You know how intense that guy is? He even burned a, a Minka to ashes. He turned, uh, he, he turned the, the uh, uh, Rumba into stone. I, I'm not going down there. Uh, so, I, 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 somebody's got to go. Otherwise, he's going to keep doing tapasya. And that tap is going to make it so hot up here, it's going to get uncomfortable for everyone in heaven. Let's make a deal. Each one of the three of us will send down our part. And all the parts, all three parts, will unite into one goddess. Who is the song of harmony of the three? The wisdom of the song of the harmony of the three Gayatri. Let's give him the Gayatri mantra. And instead of making him Vishwarat, we will make him Vishwamitra. He will become, instead of the conveyance of the universe, he'll become the friend of the universe because we gave him a new name indicative of his new characteristic being such a benefactor to humanity by making the goddess Gayatri the song of the wisdom of the harmony of the three manifest and here's the Gayatri mantra and they gave it to him in meditation and he received that mantra as Diksha as a realization, as the Kripa, doing and getting, as the grace from the goddesses. And that's how Vishwamitra realized the Gayatri Mantra, and he spoke it, and his disciples wrote it down, and it was Sruti, and then it became Smriti, and then it was written down, and he wrote it down, and he said, hey, do you know in the Kali Yuga, Srima is going to come along with this for Indi Swami, and they're going to write down, they're going to translate all of this stuff, and here's the guy at three months. So we're going to pass it on and preserve it for posterity so we can give it to the next generation of sadhus so that they too have a way to call upon the song of the wisdom of the harmony of the three. They can incorporate harmony and wisdom into every action they perform. Om Sam Sarasvati Namaha. Namaste.